Hello everyone and welcome to Mr. Entertainment. I'm your host Dee Scarelli and welcome to a new season and a new flow. Tonight we're going to talk to a pioneer. We're going to talk to a legend, an icon of the city. You know this name very, very well and very heavy in the city. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you the maestro Charles Hicks. Hello there, sir. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Glad glad for you to have me on. No doubt, no doubt. Um, we just want to just talk to you, man, and just let it flow about everything that you have accomplished here in the city of Detroit. Um, which is gonna hit you off right here. Um, what started you in into the business of promoting the parties? Well, what started me first was starting the DJ. I used to, um, I was, um, I was into a lot of, um. You know, sat when I was you know younger, I listened to a lot of music. You know, I smoked weed back then, <laughs> right. so I so I listened to music that made you I mean, the music that had to be sound good when you smoking weed. So I'm looking listening to Frank Zappa, all kind of jazz, Herbie Hancock, whatever. And my next door neighbor, a good friend of mine, still to this day, he was throwing parties, cabarets, and wow. I was helping him sell tickets. I right. was selling so many tickets, they put me in the group. When I got in the group. And then, and I found out how much they paid DJ. I said, wait a minute, we paid you that much money? I said, well, shoot, I can do better than that. So the <laughs> right, next right. day, well, next day I went to Wonderland. I had, you know, good credit. You know, you always got good credit when you're young until you mess it up. Right. I went there, bought all, bought all kind of serving bag equipment, speakers, you know, turntables, everything. Oh, wow. And I started, you know, started learning how to DJ. Oh, wow. Once I went, once I went to New York, I said, oh, this is a big, this, these guys here, they DJing, you know. They, they know no music never stopped. Music right. just kept mixing. <laughs> so I just just perfected my craft, listen, looking, going out, listening to Mr. Ken Carrier, seeing how he mixing, listening to Dwayne in the mix, Bradley, yeah. seeing how they mixing, and basically just started just really, you know, putting my name out there, doing little small parties, doing little gigs. Mm -hmm. Until I got my big break was at UBQ. That's, that would that's, that's what made me that would put me out there really heavy. Yeah, UBQs was that spot. I, I remember yeah. hearing that faithfully yeah. on the radio. Yeah, well, I used to practice all the time, nonstop. Me and my me and my my partner. Oh man, what was that? Uh, I just my oh, TV cut on. Okay, <laughs> I was wondering what the what the heck was that? But I, me and my partner, we used to practice all the time. Me. Anthony Ditlake, and then I had a young young fella that was practiced with us, Dwayne in the mix, Brad. I mean, not Dwayne, Dwayne Montgomery. Right. One, of the, one could have been one of the bad. He hadn't died. He was one of the baddest DJs ever in the city of Detroit. He used to, he never had equipment, but he used to sing mixes. He was seeing mixes in his head, and mm -hmm. then we go play somewhere. He'll play the mix. You know, he put it in his head how he was gonna mix something. So I got that job at UBQ, and then that just branched out to me starting to throw parties. Hmm. First party I thrown was at Thursday nights at UBQ. We brought house music. House music was underground back then. 
Yeah. And mainly you heard the house music at gay bars or places like that. Yeah. A whole lot of people liked it, but it wasn't a whole lot of urban places playing it. So I brought it on Thursday nights at UBQ. We call it Dress the Sweat, yeah. the way, which we let people wear jeans. Nobody, you never could go get in UBQ with jeans back in the day. It was just, you had to be dressed up. But on mm. Thursday, we really relaxed the dress code and we started playing and we played house music. Mm-hmm. And, and it boomed. And that just started from everything. House music with my partners with Dwayne, and with DeWile and Spencer and Triandis Jean. And we just got really big playing. You know, Tree right now, DeWile and Dye have a tree, you know, he owns TV. Mm. But we we branched off from there and created Soul Night. And that's how Soul Night got spawned. Interesting point right now. Talking about Soul Night, man. Soul Night is one of the cream of the crops. It's like the top-notch party uh, in Detroit's history. I remember um, back in like, i say at least 90, 94, 95, I remember hearing the commercials for Soul Night. <laughs> I wanted to go so bad, man. But yeah. I, and I remember it was so heavy. It was so big. And it's it still is. And yeah, we had, brought it back. We brought it back. It's a staple. Back then, nobody ever had that many amount of people in a venue that was black. Right. And the reason Soul Night came about was we went to the Fillmore, and a lot of people was trying to throw parties at the Fillmore, but mm-hmm. they was failing. So I got together, put we put seven guys together so we can make that bar guarantee that they said I didn't want to put it all on myself. And we um and we you know we told them well you only gonna charge us rent and it's bar guy I said if your bar make this amount can we get our rent back and he laughed and said oh yeah he didn't think no we was gonna get it back seven thousand dollars so we was always getting it back so he just yeah stopped the rent and just gave it to us for free mm-hmm. but the reason Soul Night name came about was it was a white club uh-huh. and we and it was gonna be the night that we was gonna bring it. we wanted everybody to know that this was the black night. But we didn't want to say the black night. And you know we didn't want to say nigga night. So we said soul night. <laughs> right. so that's how soul night name came about. Okay. They let you know there was black people going to be there. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, I mean, we changed. We had, you had to dress to get in there. You know, your people in there had on guys would have black, black meats, orange meats, blue meats. You know, you were dressed up when you came to soul night. And we did it on the Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. And then we that, just um, we took it all over the state. We took the different venues in the state too. On holiday, we might be up in Pontiac, the biggest venue there. We might be in Mount Clemens, the biggest venue there. Mm-hmm. So we took it all around. Okay, okay. Um, what? Okay, I'm trying to go off the dome right now. Uh, no problem. With, with, with well, let me let me let me um, let me while we on Soul Night, let me just tell you why we brought it back. We brought it back because we want to make um we just making a commitment to make Soul Night one of the most wonderful and classy events the city has to offer. Uh-huh. And that, and way we doing it now is not a complete party and it's not a complete concert. Right. But with, with making a total grown and sexy experience, which means we're gonna always give you an act. Or some kind of performer. Mm-hmm. It might be a celebrity DJ at one time, but it's gonna always give you more than just a party. Right. And we always have food for you too. Mm-hmm. 
And then we just felt like, you know, it's grown. We, a lot of, we are older, but still, it's a niche for someone to come to here and just party. Because it's so like they, we, we dance and not standing around. We're going to party. Because mm-hmm. back then, everybody danced. Like now oh yeah, everybody dance. We bring around. that back. You dance. I, I sold night. You dance. Yeah. You gonna party. Yeah. yeah. Most most definitely. Um, and you gonna dress to your nines. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Um. When you brought Soul Night back, what made you transition from? I guess it's the Fillmore now to the Garden Theater. What made you do? Well, that? the film. Well, the main thing about the Fillmore is Fillmore won forty thousand dollars. That's that's big. That's a big, a big, a big, big reason. Oh yes. Which mean I really don't. We don't want your soul night right here. It's really they wanted too much money. Mm-hmm. And if I had connections. We have done. I've done white parties. I mean, I've done black parties there. But our connection after the pandemic hit, guys that I was dealing with not around there no more. So they they basically just pricing it too high. In the field and went to the garden mainly because garden is black owned. And I was real like bringing it back, let's bring it back there to a black owned venue first. Mm-hmm. You know, Soul Night, Black Owned, Martin Luther King Day, we brought it. That was my, that's what that was the first one, Martin Luther King Day. We brought it back just last week, Juneteenth. Yeah. So we had to be it had to be at a black venue. We bring a Juneteenth Freedom Day and it's mm-hmm. Soul Night. So that's why we broke, that's why we used the garden. Then the next one was gonna be at the Rooster Tail Labor Day holiday though, okay. Labor okay. Holiday weekend. Okay, you bringing this boy three times in a year, huh? Yeah, we're gonna do it three times a year, you know, and kind of space it out, but it's gonna be three times a year. We're gonna always, we're gonna always do that Martin Luther King Day. Okay, that's the day that we're gonna definitely always do, okay. and I probably might do always do Labor Day. The third, the one in the middle, we're not not for sure how we're gonna do that. We just you know, we're in planning stages of all that. But it's, you know, the plan is 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 on and popping. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I wanted to ask you this though, Mr. Hicks. What makes you stand out and what makes Soul Night stand out from everybody else? Well, I mean, Soul Night back then stand out. What's gonna make it stand out more is just what I said. We're gonna we're always give you an act. We're gonna give you something more than what your dollar's paying for. You're mm-hmm. gonna get a a live performance, but we're not gonna have no opening acts. We're not gonna have no drawn out. You gonna hear? You gonna hear the act? The main act that we brought. He's gonna perform and going straight back to the party. It's nothing gonna be no breaks and nothing no boring. Ain't gonna be nobody opening up and all that kind of stuff. It's gonna be a party, straight up party. It's not a concert. It's just gonna be a grown, totally grown, totally great experience. Soul night experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, the totally, totally grown and sexy experience. That's what we call it. Cause I remember how the ladies would dress up. You know, the fellas get fly, and they saying they going to soul night. And yeah. when I say, when I tell you, I seen the gators, the suits, the pellies. Then I seen the coogies and the coogie dresses. You know, the nails oh, yeah. and the hair yeah. whip. Yeah, we we, we oh, definitely dress in it. It's still. <laughs> Still, that experience is going on. Put it this way: BMF, you know the BMF series. Yes. Is it? They, they filming it. They gonna have a. They gonna have a segment in there, talking about Soul Night. Oh, really? That's what's oh, up. Yeah. yeah, they gonna have a segment in there talking about Soul Night. You know, because, you know that's part of Detroit's history. Exactly. You have to talk about it. You have to talk yeah. about it, man. Soul yeah. Night is a part of Detroit's history. 
flat out. <laughs> Most definitely, man. So, um, I know you say Labor Day is the next one, but I do want to yeah. ask you this. How were you able to grab Cisco for the uh to be the host and you know perform live there? Well, just reach out. My partner Ivory, Ivory Bryant throws concerts in the city. So he's got a connection with all the artists. He was perfection entertainment. He throws a lot of the old, a lot of old school concerts. He hasn't thrown one in a couple of years because you know a lot of stuff slowed down because of that pandemic. Right. So he's got connections with all the managers and whatnot. So we able to get we able to get whoever we want at you know. Everybody just hired. Now you just got to be, be a little careful with it. Everybody's priced. I mean, everybody trying to make up for what they lost. Mm-hmm. So it's not cheap. <laughs> to get, <laughs> so not cheap to get these artists. <laughs> I know it ain't. Dude, putting mm-hmm. some some a spectacular event like that is not cheap at all, man. Oh. And uh, um, one thing that I do want to tell you is that just keep keep going with it, Mister Hicks. Uh, yeah, we definitely gonna keep going with this, but I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm helping my guys. My, you know, twins is my partners with the white parties, but we brought the white parties big at Shane Park and brought them all over the city for like the last fifteen years, where we have three thousand people at our white parties. Right. Well, they just they have branched out and they got a they got a part of um, Chuck's and Adidas, so mm-hmm. I'm always behind the scenes. I'm helping. Okay. I'm helping. I'm helping them behind the scenes with marketing and with with the production and making sure the people get in, with especially the experience of um, getting in. I got a rule when we when we throw events. It's called it's a fourth it's a four phase thing. First is planning the event. To win a war, you got to you got to plan to win a war. Mm-hmm. So it's the planning. Then it's the promotion of the event. Mm-hmm. Then it's the production of the event to make sure that you have everything that you need from bike racks to tables to Barking carts to whatever you need, stage equipment, sound equipment. That's the production. But then the final thing is the execution. Because you got to be, a, you can have 10,000 people coming, but if you didn't plan to get them in there right and safely, you 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 you, you, you lost money. Right. So you got to execute. You got to make sure you got everything you need to execute from the, to, to get them in line to the security, mm-hmm. to making sure you got enough liquor. They got the liquor. But you have everything. So it's like four main phases in events. Everybody can't throw events. Right. No, no, we got a part of uh, Chucks and Adidas, which is coming up in July. Okay. I've seen that too. I've seen that too uh, really, on Facebook. That's really next week at the Heart Plaza. So they partnered with um with um Cope with Cody and uh, his guy said. But then after that, our white party will be coming back in July, the end of July. You know, just trying to keep busy. Just keep busy. I can dig it, man, because I know when that pandemic hit, that shut down everything. And yeah, it shut down a lot. One thing though, it helped. It it let slowed you down and made you appreciate life more. Mm-hmm. Make you appreciate a lot of a lot of the things that you do. You know, but another thing I noticed, it really made the day parties really popular. That's one reason why we're gonna be at the Rooster Tail at the end of the Labor Day, and we're gonna make it a a, a slow night day party. We're gonna start at five o'clock, okay. end it by eleven or twelve. Mm. Okay, okay. I'll a lot of people have gotten used to it. We got we older now. We don't want to stay out for two o'clock. We got used to go out early, come on back. Yeah. But I'm just I'm mainly just trying to keep DJing and keep keep um keep helping the city stay alive with entertainment so, the best that I can. For sure, because we need that, man. This this city yeah. has been off the hook lately. And with the parties, it's it's it seemed like people don't know how to party anymore. It's just 
too much gangster shit going on. You know, yeah. to be honest with you. And the 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 events that we have, that that keeps a lot of lot of bullshit going on. And with yeah. you bringing your event back, that helps. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm trying to bring did you bring some mature events back? Bring some matureness with it, because you know, something the yeah, we need them. It's, we need them. What's next for you? Like, what, what you got going on now? Uh, well, just more or less planning stages, um, finishing planning on the on the execution of getting these people in the production of um, Chucks and Adidas with my, with my with the twins. And, you know, DJing at Wall Street every Wednesday where I'm just playing ballroom and stepping music. I'm just waiting on the locker room. That's a new thing that's going to come up with Linda Carter. This, they re- totally renewed the locker rooms. So we're gonna open it up and we're gonna be a we're gonna be a weekly probably she's saying she wanna do it seven days a week where we're gonna be open from eleven to seven and we're eleven to nine, but it's gonna be DJs there like from two to seven. Okay. In the daytime. Oh, okay. So she says a whole lot of retirees don't have nowhere to go. Right. right. And you know, I ain't never thought about that, but it is there's a whole lot of retirees who love to go out during the day, dress up, have somewhere they can go drink. Look at some TV, mm-hmm. hear some good music, dance, yep. you know. So we, I'm waiting on that to start. Hopefully that'll start by sometime in July, probably the early part of July, because they totally remodeled the locker room. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a good thing, because like you said, they don't have nothing to do, nowhere to go. Yeah, but we're going to start a Sunday brunch. We're going to call it the ballroom brunch, okay. where you can come there, eat brunch, and dance. Ooh, yeah. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds real good. So like you, you got a plan in motion well, already. <laughs> well, we always. Well, what I tell my, my my main thing in party business or whatever in this type of business to win a war, you got to plan a war. Exactly. You got to plan to win. So we just we just waiting on her, waiting on the final touches of the place to be ready to be opening. Today is like the word one of my famous words. It's today. Today is today. Three weeks from now, uh-huh. when that day comes, it's still today. But long as you had planned for it, you you in good you in good you in good you in good you in, in good hands. I want to say thank you, Mr. Hicks, man, for your time and this opportunity to kick it with you. And like what most of us say, you want to give you your flowers, which means want to give you your respect, man, for everything you have accomplished and what you have done and what you're doing now here in the city of Detroit. You know, like like we chopped it up once before we we got on air. And you need that spirit of a Detroit award, seriously. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was, I was glad to get that. That was really, I really, and I really thank you for letting my story come out. But you know, I can talk, I can write a book for all the stuff I know, knowledge I know in this party business. And I'm never, I'm not gonna stop. Even, if, even if I'm in a nursing home, I'm a DJ and spend records for a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, for sure. <laughs> hey, dude, if I'm gonna be in the nursing home, we gonna be partying. <laughs> no, that's right. With the turntables and the speaker, <laughs> I can't let nothing stop me. I love music, and I love see people dance, and I love the effect of, of people enjoying music, enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drink us some apple juice and keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, man. Thank you so much, Mr. Hicks, man. man thank you. Thank you for allowing me to um, to speak a little knowledge about, about this party game about soul, man. I appreciate it. For sure, no doubt. Thank you so much, sir.
<laughs> that was the maestro, the icon maestro Charles Hicks right here on Mr. Entertainment. 